for the Below the Yellow Line studio. It's the Below the Yellow Line podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Below the Yellow Line podcast. Joined today by another very special guest, the current points leader of the Arkham Menard Series, West Landon. If you would, you can go ahead and introduce yourself. Hey, everyone. I'm Lane Lewis, uh, driver of the number 17 Cook Racing Technology Chevrolet in the Arca West Series, and uh, 17 years old, and thank you for having me on uh, your show. Glad to have you on. Uh, just kind of jumping right in here, um, you are kind of like the, the new, or part of the new, like really young generation of, of stars in the sport. And I was talking uh, on a show the other day that if you go back 20, 30, maybe even like as far or as little back as 12 or 15 years, you wouldn't see anybody at 17 years old, heck, even 20 years old, anywhere in contention for an ARCA ride, a truck ride. And now the dynamic has completely changed. I mean, you know, in, in the 90s and 2000s, you weren't sniffing a Winston Cup ride unless you were at the very least 30 years old. And here you are, 17, winning races, leading the points, and you even just made a truck start at Mid-Ohio. So what does it feel like for you to be one of the one of the young stars of the sport, one of the young up-and-coming stars? Yeah, it's Cool. You know, I'll obviously, be one of the upcoming stars, and it's um, very humbling for me to know that I'm only 17 years old, and I'm able to do what I love, and I'm chasing a dream that I've always wanted to chase. Absolutely, it's it's really cool to see guys like you, and and you know, there's so many others. You know, you think of of Ty Gibbs just last year. I mean, and again, what I was saying, it, it's unfathomable to think that there are kids your age doing what you're doing that's what's so cool to me also as somebody kind of around your age to see you know so many people I and I'm not thinking about being a race car driver I do not have any talent <laughs> whatsoever for that um but it's just really cool to see that the sport is in really good hands in the future you have guys like yourself you know Ty Gibbs all the young talent I think the young talent crop in ARCA Xfinity truck is is probably better now than it's ever been and that's that's really really refreshing um to see um yes yeah, for sure and speaking of that um you know kind of young age part but when did you know that you first wanted to to be a race car driver in a professional capacity i wanted i knew i kind of wanted to be a race car driver i'd say my when i it's obviously turned when i turned four that's when i started racing so very young uh, my family has invo- been involved in racing all their lives so i kind of grew up at the racetrack was around racing all my life uh, i think i finally realized that I, that's something i really wanted to do probably around the age of 11 or 12. Uh, obviously I got a little older i played the baseball sports the basketball and i kind of you know just focused on one and i thought racing was probably my best option yeah, that's, you know, that's another thing. People, or drivers nowadays, they start off so young. I mean, you started at four years old. I don't know what I was doing at four years old, but it wasn't in any way driving a race car. Um, next question here. Uh, you made your Truck Series debut, actually, at, at Mid-Ohio a few weeks ago, or at least almost a month ago, actually, with uh, Roper Racing. Um, how did that deal really come together, and how cool did it feel to be driving on a National Series stage? Well, I come together uh, kind of through Bruce Cook. Uh, he 
crew chief's that truck um, when it runs regularly, um, and he's my crew chief and my owner on my Arca, on my Arca car. And he kind of they were looking for a driver that wanted to you know wanted to go win, wanted to go do good, and he kind of just threw my name in the hat. And they you know obviously picked me, and we were able to run Mid Ohio and make my first truck race at Mid Ohio. So Mid Ohio was really really cool. It was a really good learning experience for me. Obviously, we didn't get the finish we wanted, um, but we were running really really well. Um, before the last few laps and it rained it didn't rain it was dry it was just all over it was a mix of emotions all day um, but it was just really cool to be able to uh, have the Roper family just um, take a, a chance on me and give me the opportunity to run their truck absolutely you know I can't imagine you know making your truck debut and then you have the wrinkle of okay now it's going to pour down rain we're gonna have to start the race on rain tires and it was so crazy just watch i mean guys are spinning out on the pace laps poor jake garcia I think yeah. Out like yes, four we were, times. We were, yeah we were spinning out on the pace laps like it was raining so hard you could barely see there was a bunch of puddles around the racetrack so it was uh, an up and down day for i think a lot of people okay moving on here um Ron Hornaday has been a big, big uh, influence in your life, in your racing career. And I actually saw an interview right before Mid-Ohio went green, I believe. And he was standing right there. He talked about how, you know, you were living with him at some points and, and just, you know, that he's been that, that main mentor. So he's a truck series champion. Obviously, he's, you know, a legend in the, in the lower levels of NASCAR. How much has Ron Hornaday really meant to you, your life and your career? Ron Hornaday, not even just Ron, uh, honestly, the whole Hornaday family has meant a lot to me uh, just because they've kind of just took me under their wing, offered me a place to stay at their house um, and just been very, very supportive of me and, and never, I guess, given up on me. Um, but they're just they're really great people. I can't thank them enough. And it's just really cool, obviously, having Ron. Uh, in my background and just having someone to lean on and ask questions and uh, I feel like there's never never a dull moment for sure around uh, the Hornaday family everything he's uh, either very very competitive uh, as we all are and or very funny and uh, it's just really cool to be part of the, the family and um, I can't think of enough well you know I don't want to put too much pressure on you here and tell you that you have to go win a Daytona 500 now but the way that Michael Waltrip kind of got to DEI, uh, or sorry, the way that my, uh, a big part of Michael Waltrip's career was him staying with Richard Petty. So I'm not trying to go knock on the King's door and ask for a place to stay, but I think you're I think you're in pretty good hands. These things have a have a track history of of working out. Yes, um, sir. At Mid Ohio, um, and we kind of talked about this a little bit, but, but how? Were you, were you really nervous or was it just kind of like your brain went numb and you're just kind of like, okay, I'm not racing against Matt Crafton and Ben Rhodes and Zane Smith champions, you know, what, what were your emotions in that moment? My emotions, honestly, I think were un, like just very wanting to finish the race. I think that was the biggest thing. Run all the laps, finish the race and just learn. Uh, considering we only get 20 minutes of practice, you get two laps of qualifying. Uh, so it's just kind of go, go, go. Um, in the moment, you're not really thinking of it. But I think when it started to rain, uh, I was like, okay, all right, I have no rain experience. And uh, this is my first truck race. These cars have a lot of power. So I think that was maybe the, the mindset going into, just like I mentioned, just finishing all the laps. Um, but I think when it started raining, it was just kind of like, okay, all right, just keep it on the course. Yeah, I can't imagine. I mean, especially with with you know the COVID pandemic affecting things 20 minutes of practice 
that's not a lot, especially at a road course like Mid Ohio, when you, you run minute and a half laps. Then if you want to adjust it, you got to bring it in, drive through the garage, adjust the truck, and then get it back out there. And oh my goodness, I can see why Kyle Busch and many other drivers have been vocal about that lack of practice, wanting to bring it back. And I want it back too, just because it's such an integral part of the weekend. But a little practice and a debut would be so so stressful. I can't imagine. Um, we talked about Ron Hornaday a little bit, and I'm sure he's up there on this list. But who? were your heroes, so to speak, growing up in, in auto racing? I think one of my heroes uh, would just be Kevin Harvick. Uh, Kevin Harvick, I've always, you know, just as a kid, I've always kind of just watched him go around uh, just because I feel like he's just a really, really smart racer, um, a really good guy in person. And uh, I think he just... He inspires me because of just how good of a person is and a person he is and how he helps uh, the kids out. If any anyone has questions, you can ask him and he's willing to answer them um, and not just blow you off and not uh, pay attention to you. It's great when the veterans are approachable because they do shape a lot of, you know, young young drivers' lives. You know, Mark Martin, if, you know, Bobby Allison, I've heard him talk about Bobby Allison in such a flattering way. Uh, and, and Mark was kind of that guy to Joey Logano. So having good mentors and, and heroes to look up to. Uh, we had Ryan Ellis on the show last week, and he was talking about how he was able to pass Jeff Gordon and Tony Stewart in a cup race at Texas a few years ago and how surreal of a moment that is. And I know Kevin's retiring this year, but it still must feel so cool to you to say, I'm you know racing in the same sanctioning body as you know my childhood hero. That's just something that, that I imagine just must be... Uh, yeah, so neat for you. Alrighty, last few questions here. Um, you've experienced this year. I mean, you're the points leader of the Arca West series right now. You've experienced a lot of success so far in a very short, very young career. But what would you say is your favorite win or your favorite moment of your racing career so far? Favorite win? Uh, honestly, I feel like it would be Portland. Uh, Portland was a really cool win for me. A couple uh, what, a month ago, I think, um, but. That was a really cool way as time slides, but I think that was a really cool win for me because, you know, we were, we went from being, uh, we got penalized, put into the tail of the field um, for something that happened in pit road. Um, and then we ended up coming back running third, cost to come out with six to go and was able to battle with Cole Custer up there at the front for three laps. <laughs> and we were battling really, really hard. So it was really cool. I feel like just because uh, racing with such guys that have, uh, a lot of experience in the Xfinity Series and Cup Series. Um, I think that was a really cool win for me and definitely one that will stick with me for a long time. Well, I think you should take even more pride in that win because the next day, Cole Custer went out and won the Xfinity race there. So you can yes. say that yes. you know you beat the guy that won the higher tier race. I mean, that, that's a really, uh, really cool landmark um, to have. My next question is a little more uh, technical. Um, and I feel like this kind of varies by driver, but do you prefer driving a car or truck that's set up a little more snug, or do you kind of like being loose and being on the edge of control? Uh, I mean, honestly, yeah, I like to obviously be a little tighter, I feel like, uh, just because you can muscle it a little bit. Um, but there's, a, I guess, a point where you're, you're too tight, where you can't do anything with it. Uh, but honestly, just overall, just whatever you get it's something that you you have right you gotta yeah. you gotta learn how to adjust to it a tight loose race car you gotta as a driver learn how to adjust to it and the car's never gonna be perfect so you have to know that and just be prepared to uh, make adjustments as a driver yeah they say loose is fast but if i'm as if i was on the edge as on the edge of control as some of these guys are especially you know at tracks like richmond like we were just at where the track's so hot and slick i would be just screaming 
in the car the entire time, and that's why I don't have the mental capacity to be a race car driver. That is that is the reason. Yes, 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 for sure. It's definitely yes. tough. Um, what would be your kind of like dream scenario uh, when where you would get your first national series win? Like, who would you pass? What track would it be at? You know, bump and run. What what would that be? I mean, I, everyone wants to, you know, obviously win and dominate the race, uh, dominate every lap, win every stage, win, you know, win the race. But I think it's one of those the races that are really cool and that stand out to you the most are the ones that you know you you're not you're having an all right day, right? You're running second or third, which is a really good day, and all of a sudden, you know, Costa comes out with a handful of laps to go, and you just get up on the wheel and drive it to the front and uh, hold on for, you know, those handful of laps. So I feel like that would be the scenario that I would like, I guess, you know, just having a good restart, getting up to the front and just holding your holding your, your way up there, uh, up, up, obviously the first position. But I think that would be the uh, goal if I had a, a dream race to uh, just dominate, dominate the last couple laps. <laughs> I feel like you. Uh, I feel like if, if I had interviewed a young Martin Truex, knowing how he wins nowadays, he would have said the complete opposite. Said he would want to lead every stage and every lap and and do all that. Um, yeah, it's it's really cool to win every you know every stage and lead every lap. But uh, a lot of days it's not that easy. <laughs> not that easy when you're you know, when your car. You say your car's not perfect, right? You got to get better as the day goes on, and then hopefully that last stage you have something to win. Yeah. Um, what would be, or, or sorry, what is rather your your favorite moments in NASCAR history? You know, either personally or just kind of like an objective, like greatest moment. Now, what what is that for you? Personal favorite money moment, I feel like, would be maybe in two thousand one when Kevin won uh, at Atlanta. I feel like that was just a really cool uh, moment. Everyone's book just because of what happened and he was able to go out there and win um and it brought all the fans there and everything i think that was a really cool moment absolutely that's a moment man i'm gonna get emotional now darn it didn't plan on that in this interview but that's a moment that you know i think my yes. guy said at on the post race show that you know there wasn't a dry in the house that was a moment that that kind of shaped that season for nascar um kind of sure. forward you know how do we go forward um yeah that one's definitely at the top of the board for me i'm well, I don't want to be sound too stuck up. I, I like to call myself a purist, a throwback guy. So the 1979 Daytona 500 will probably always be it for me. But uh, 2001 Atlanta is, is definitely one that you know, I could watch that finish on repeat for, for 24 hours straight. Um, so I believe yes. all the questions I have, but if you wouldn't mind, go ahead and tell uh, everybody uh, where, where your next race is. Um, and maybe uh, if you know where they can see it. Yes, yeah, so my next race will be at Evergreen Speedway um, in Washington, which will be in the West race. You can watch it on Flow Racing, and uh, hopefully we'll have a really good race and uh, have a good day there. Um, and, but hopefully some big news coming out in the next couple of days uh, about a race coming up. But uh, I'd like to thank all my sponsors before we obviously get off of this. American Resource Incorporated, Rent Source, Team Chevy, um, the whole Hornaday family, Team Hornaday development for everything they do. Um, my mom, my dad, and uh, everyone that supports me and all my fans. You know, it's funny. I, I like to think of myself as a big Chevy fan. I was actually kind of frustrated with my dad when he got a Ford and traded in his, his uh, Silverado. So two for two on interviewing Chevy drivers. Glad glad that you're part of the Bowtie yes. Brigade. It's funny. I, uh, I yes, did, sir. 
I do pre and post trade shows every week for the three series, and I go over like owner standings and manufacturer standings. And I've been joking all year mm -hmm. that when Chevy is leading the manufacturer standings in all three national series right now, I'm probably just not going to talk about it if they don't lead them anymore. Uh but hopefully they will. Hopefully the bow ties can end off the season strong. Well, thank you so much for coming on yes. the show. Thank you so much. Everybody, uh, look yes. out, subscribe to Flow Racing, go follow Landon on all his social medias, as well as Team Hornaday Development, and we'll look out for you on the track. We'll be looking out for that special announcement coming soon.